ladies and gentlemen, coming to you live and hot from the 35 degree sweltering temperatures of the United Kingdom, the roughly 17 degree temperatures of Latvia, and Christ knows what the temperature is in the beautifully air-conditioned surroundings of Brisbane and the porn sofa. It's the fix, mother fluffers! Of it! Uh, oh, yes. Right, mate, I'm go. entirely too fat for this weather. Uh, it, it, little, like, kitchen towel cloths here, so I can... Oh, God. I've got a conservatory on the back of my house. And this evening's stupid. It's generating heat like a mother fluffer, throwing heat at me. I feel like, I'm, I feel like a chip in a microwave oven. I, I, I once read the joke about the UK and the weather, and it was like, the the summer is once a year in UK. This yeah. year it was Thursday, so that's today. <laughs> it is a day. <laughs> no joke. It is that day. It's ridiculously hot. Oh, it it's you know, like in in this kind of temperature, it throws the whole UK into like disarray because nobody's used to yeah. this. You, you see, you see people dying on the news down here in Australia. They'll say. Massive heat wave in, in Europe and, uh, people dying everywhere. And they say the temperature. I'm like, hang on a second. That's, that's the temperature we have every day of the week in. <laughs> We're not ready for it. We're not ready for yeah. it. That's the problem. 70 people ready. died in Manchester. It got to, it yeah. got to 70 degrees C. 70 degrees yeah. F even. If it got 70 degrees C, there'd be a lot more people yeah, dying. We'd all be dying. <laughs> we'd all be dying. It's Mars, Patty. No, but, hey, and there's no editing. This is going out live. Let me tell you now, guys, I wanted to start this episode with a nice, smooth intro. Uh, we've had a lot of comments on there that, you know, things like, is the fix just about you three taking the piss out of each other? Absolutely not. It's ordinarily about taking the piss out of one person at a time. And this week, it's Ray. Yes. <laughs> so... Okay, yeah. Ryan. I want to start with my joke. You've forgotten about the whole joke start, though. I've been... Yeah. I'm waiting for you. Wait a minute. We'll rewind. That's all right. I'll forgive you. I've been... I've been... I was I was trying to come up with a good joke all week. I, I was I was doing... Looking everywhere. I was going to tell you guys a joke about coronavirus, but look, 99.7% of you aren't going to get it anyway. So. Oh, you're a funny guy. You're a funny guy, Ryan Boyd. Guys, before I start, uh, before we start taking a piss out of me, I guess, today, but yep. uh, I want to do some uh, promotion. So, uh, <clears throat> so uh, as the world is struggling with the pandemic, one country stands tall. Latvia. So we will have competition next week. We will have Lithuanians, uh, Estonians, Latvians coming together. So Baltic states. We have low number of cases. We have almost no restrictions. So it's very good. And we will have super matches. And we will do those super matches live. So uh, we will have uh, like one of, the, one of the matches will be our Masters champion versus uh, third guy in 78 kilo class. They're both grinders, it will be an amazing match. Uh, the second match will be, uh, I think people who know my channel know Kaspars Gravis and Marats Priede. Uh, Marats won Kaspars in nationals. First time Kaspars has lost left arm, so they will have a rematch. I think that will be a great match. Uh, we will have Tuoms Ruazic, who 
like Giannis predicted, is the only guy who can do something against Vlad in 86. He will have a great match versus, uh, I think, second overall guy in Lithuania with right arm. Uh, they had an absolute war where Tuoms lost uh, three weeks ago, so they will do a rematch. And I will have a left arm match versus reigning 95 kilo champion. So my left is getting almost close to 90-95%, and I didn't have the chance to pull against the guy that I know I can beat, so we will do those matches. Those matches will be live uh, on Voice of Armsling, so 22nd of August, so check it out. Yeah. Nice. That's the 22nd of August, live on the Rolls-Royce of Arm Wrestling. Rolls-Royce of Arm Wrestling. Are you getting some take-up on that Rolls-Royce of Arm Wrestling yet? Or other, no, other, other, other it's other just, here, no just here, why, just why, here. Why no t-shirts? Guys, drop, drop right. Rolls-Royce of Arm Wrestling right now in the comments so we know you got the love. Or it, it's just gone. Because yeah. I, I have no messages. No, no one's asking us about Rolls-Royce of Arm Wrestling. You know. Nobody's showing you the look for the Rolls-Royce. And, and no, I didn't see not. any searches for Rolls-Royce of Arm Wrestling. Yeah. <laughs> That's ridiculous. Should be number one. So, Neil, you, you saw, did you see the video that uh, Jordan Davis posted on TikTok tonight, Neil? Oh my God, Ryan. I did see that video. <laughs> now then. I, it was, a, it was surprisingly, it was a video that didn't, didn't come out on Ray's channel at any point, but it came out on, on Jordan's TikTok tonight. It was, um, it was an amazing, amazing pull. Side table amazing pulling. Pull. That was side table uh, pulling. I, 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 I love the comments. Amazing pull. Amazing pull. Now, I think Jordan, I think Jordan Davis let Ray start with his shoulder committed, supinated, the works, and he just, he just held him up. Just looked yeah. like, looked like child's play. I wanted to just look into this because I know that Ray is a banger. Right, so I wanted to know what happened there. Because for me, I don't think that was the real you. There was something wrong. Had you just pulled, I mean, I know, you know, no, 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 Jordan no, no, no. had pulled I, I, the IFA World and Zlotti, just, just those two massive events. But outside of that, what had you actually done, Ray, that weekend? You must have done a lot. No, I was, uh, I was like, I had no intention to arm muscle. My right is, was still bad. Like, uh, the nerve pain was still there. Also, if, like everyone who trains with me, like everyone who's uh, the same level or higher, they will tell you that I need 20, 30 minutes to warm up. I need, I need these warm ups. And, and, and that was the first match I was having. I didn't want to pull Jordan. I wanted to pull you. I didn't know how exhausted you were. That, that, that's the truth. So, uh, I warmed up with Jordan. That was, that was a warm up. I couldn't do anything. Of course, like he's a bad matchup for me. 100%. 100%, like, nothing to take away from it. But uh, it's like, to say that was a match or something, come on, man. Like, come on. No, it's not a match. No, it's well, a wait surprise. a minute, you just said you really wanted to pull Ryan. Ryan, yeah. Were yeah, you saying did. that it would have gone different with Ryan but, if you pulled but, but, Ryan? But, like, when I went to the table, like, there was tanks already over Ryan. He was like, there was nothing. Like, you know that. There was nothing in left, and so... I wanted to try him, pull him. Well, I'm like, well, okay, that's gone. So, yeah. no, Ray, Ray walked through me, and then I, I tapped out and said, "Jordan, come in, come in." And Jordan took over. So, yeah. 
It's, it's, the other, it's like I've, I've been getting in so much trouble lately for posting side table pulling videos. Oh, uh, mate. Well, we can just, I mean, yeah. <laughs> I, I, like, in this, we're in this period where there's no content going on, there's no tournaments. Exactly. Uh, so I'm, I'm going through the archives and digging where up. Does, where does Herman Stevens live? Where's he live? <laughs> where's Herman Stevens live? Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. And, and TikTok, yeah. for me on TikTok, I made a conscious decision that I was going to only post videos of me pinning people on TikTok. Yeah. I, don't, I don't lose on TikTok. Um, and, man, the, the, the children of TikTok think I am invincible. They do. I've got 18,000 18, followers on TikTok now. They dead set think I can't be beaten. I've had multiple people say, are you the world's best arm wrestler? Well, I've seen uh, what it is, mate. Right? If you ever go to where in Herman Stevens lives, they'll find out whether or not you're invincible. Because he owns a gun, and I'm pretty sure it'll be pointing at you. <laughs> I mean, that, that, oh, that was bad. There's nothing I can say in the caption that will will take the heat off me. Like I'm like, guys, this is after pulling. It means nothing. It's just a video for content. They, but come on, man, they me. don't know what is after pulling. They don't don't know what is on pulling. You know. On, after, before, like, they don't care. They don't care. All I'm saying is that little effort that you made, I think you said something like, don't hate me for posting this or some stupid shit. As soon as you say, don't hate me, 99.9% of the people that read that post already are thinking, this bastard's posted something. <laughs> it's like but, saying, I'm not racist, but. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, you're having it both barrels, mate. It, it's. Uh, uh, anyway, the, let's be honest here. The Herman Stephen things has, has legs. Yeah, I would love it. Herman always, is no bomb. That's a strong man. No, I've always wanted a, a match with him. When I say always, since since the day I kind of met him, <laughs> I thought I'd love to match. But, um, I like but that. Yeah. I think that's a good match. When Herman's fit, that's a hard match. Yeah. That is that is no bomb. Herman's yeah, he's got... He's got versatility, pulls, can pull in all positions to a very high, high degree of force. So, um, there's no, there's no position where you get him where the match is over. So it's, it's a tough one no matter what. Um, he's explosive, versatile. He'll change his game up if he feels a, a gap in yours. Um, all those sorts of things. So yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, he's a good match. Um, but yeah, after pulling videos to me, uh, like I said, at the moment, it's just all content. <laughs> Nobody's going to want to pull you on the after You're going to be like a, you're going to be like a disease, mate. Nobody <laughs> hear you on that. Apart from Ray, who wants to smack the shit out of you on the practice table, but nobody else. No, come on, I don't want to. I'm, I'm not. No, it's all good. It's all good. I can't wait to get, you, you know, um, I actually, I had a message today, um, uh, uh, that it, it was actually sent to me a few weeks ago, just a few weeks ago, but it, it for whatever reason, my phone didn't notify me until today. Um, and look, coronavirus is going to kill all of this. But uh, Engen Terzi messaged me saying that he was in negotiations to come to Australia for the uh, what the Arnold's Classic next year, which typically would have happened in March. And he said, "I would love to have a super match with you, Ryan, uh, if I came out." And I'm like, "Oh my goodness, that would be uh, it would be the, the the biggest honor ever." And and and. Uh, the dude would be the heavy favourite, which would take all the pressure off me and I'd just get the swing for the fences. But like I said, coronavirus is going to kill that for sure. It's no, there's no chance it happens at all. 
Um, when was but, it? January? Uh, March 2021. It won't happen. The, mm. the, Phil, Phil Rasmussen, who's, uh, our Australian Arm Wrestling Federation president, he, he, he works in the travel industry. He's okay. high up at, at, in one of the, and the inside word from him was industry is not expecting any international travel in or out of Australia until late 2021. And that's current with the wow. only ability for the timeline to be pushed back more. So. So basically, the world is going to be starved of Ryan Bowen WL matches till 2021. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Unless Truly, I, you can unless... get exemption, though, by being a professional athlete. Mm. Well, unless, so, unless I jump, for doing unless it. I post, my, post myself overseas in a shipping container or something, well, then yeah, I'm not. Gonna, joking aside, what about that? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> you know, yeah, well, you posting yourself, I mean, the fact that you are a professional athlete, so you can be paid for it. Yeah, well, I, I actually applied to the Australian government for an exemption to travel to WAL. When, when, when they had actually just postponed, they'd said to me, look, if you can make it, we'll give you the match or we'll give you a match with an American if, if Brendan can't get there or whatever. And I, I applied for the exemption. I put in all my contracts with WAL to show that it was a genuine athlete agreement and the Australian government said, no, whatever. So, yeah. Who knows? I don't, I don't think anyone's leaving the country here. Which I find strange. Yeah, my uncle Bob, who works at the uh, ministry over there in Australia, says, Q Ryan. Come <laughs> <laughs> down there. Herman's got branches. They're going out deep, deep branches. You didn't know that. Yeah. Uh, I thought Ray got off lightly. To say that you've sent over that stuff about Jordan Davis just before we got on air, and that it's like, not a peep from Ray. He was having a nap because I was late. Yeah. You send that over and I think, oh, my God, it's on. And he was so diplomatic how he dealt with that. Yeah. He, he got away with it. He got away with that yeah. completely. Well, we, we, we've yet to see the Internet's reaction from it. Maybe that'll fire up, Ray. Okay. If people start saying Ray would, Ray would get belted oh, by Jordan Davis. You can't get under risk. 100%. 100%. I, I couldn't even reach him right now. See? Uh, Messing with your mind, right? Playing the ultra humble card where you don't even give yourself a chance, that's, that's, that's no good. You gotta, you gotta realistically, realistically, you versus Jordan Davis is a fascinating match. Um, like given that he is 90 kilos now, he's a genuine 90 kilos. He's not, he's not the 78 kilos Lottie to, uh, guy. He's a, he's, he's 10 kilos bigger. It would be, it would be an interesting match. Mate, we can forget all that shit because Australia aren't going to be able to travel till 2026. So I, 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 like so, I said, I cannot reach him and he cannot reach me. So. There you go. I get it. I finally get it. And also, no, he's serious. Come on. Latvia, still arm wrestling. We know nobody can beat Vlad. Right? Hmm. But, Danny Tess. Oh, I saw Giannis beat Vlad. Giannis beat him, yeah, in, in Lithuania. Giannis beat everyone in Lithuania. Yeah. This was in fantastic shape. Uh, Giannis looked like he just timed. It looked yeah. like experience. It, that's yeah, what it yeah. looked like. It didn't look like Giannis he was necessarily... Giannis arm wrestler. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, the story with this one was, like, uh, like the competition ends. We're talking. He's like, yesterday I was looking at the old videos uh, where I was battling Zaluya. And he said, like, the year when he won, the next year... He said he was hitting him and he lost on fouls at the end. And he said, I was so explosive. And I was like, he was driving to Lithuania. He's like, 
why can't I do that? I can. And he did. So, you know, get, get into the box uh, of your most success, pull something out and show it. Yeah. yeah. It looked like amazing timing. Um, yeah. In the in yeah. his in his acceleration, that that for me was the difference. I don't know if he if Vlad was still was stronger than him that day and just and, and no, didn't no, get no, it. No. But. no, no, no. Vlad, Vlad was uh, he was like he came and he said like his wrist was hurting and he said I I don't feel like it and and, and he had a tougher category than Giannis and uh, Sanders also was in good shape and Giannis smacked him and so so yeah Giannis Giannis is still the man you know. If if we look back and I'm like, uh, we were talking like 15 years ago, he was going to Lithuania and winning the overalls constantly. Mm-hmm. And he comes back 15 years later and still does it. So uh, like, so who's where, coming over to give him competition in the Baltics then, mate? Mindaugas? Uh, Mindaugas is in Denmark. I, I don't think he can do it. We wanted to s- set him up uh, for next weekend with uh, Sharunas Manarka. Uh, you're familiar with him. Yeah, yeah. He's 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 amazing armor. So one of my favorites to watch. And uh, but he said he wasn't in the shape. So Giannis will uh, he will just heavier than Giannis as well though. Surely. No, no, no. L- little bit Probably maybe. He, he, no, no, no. He goes eighty. He goes eighty. Really? Yeah. 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 And uh, and we wanted to do Vlad versus Sandris because they've been having wars for I don't know. Uh, half a decade. So, but but that in the end, like Sheds couldn't get off the work, and when he could, Vlad didn't want it anymore. So we're like, okay, like next time, you know. So yeah, yeah. I, hope, I hope Vlad hasn't got any kind of nerve damage because a lot of guys that pull in that kind of, I used to suffer from myself. You when you pull in with a quite a, it's a wrist heavy technique or your wrist heavy style, you, you're very susceptible to nerve damage, particularly at the top of the wrist here and. um yeah, that'd be a shame because he's got he's he's solid. That'd be a shame if he got Tom Holland. No, no, he's he's, he's good. He just he just called me. He said like, uh, did Sanders say yes? I said no. He said I need to rest. I said okay, you rest. So he will rest, and uh, then we will go at the uh, start of September again to Lithuania to compete there, and then we're gonna bring them back. So it's uh, we we. We're more traveling inside Baltics because there's nothing else to do, but uh, I think we need to take part in every possible competition. Like, the guys need to go, and I need to go, and everyone needs to go. I know there's been some activity, which is kind of weird, but there's been some activity in the U.S. as well. Yeah, yeah. Quite yeah. a bit of activity. Obviously, I saw <clears throat> some footage the other day with uh, Ryan's mate, Dan Mosier. Yeah, him and uh, Michael were... were but but I think that was just one big practice. It wasn't competition. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You know, you know, of that, Michael, man, Michael impressed me. I know that I saw a video where Michael first let Dan just tee off, and um, Michael would have done a, did look quite a low slip. But then um, they went together. They they slipped, got in the straps, and Michael hit directly through Dan's hit. And I, I, Dan's hit is enormous. When Dan is in his group, he he hits hard, and he hits through super heavyweights over and over again. And Michael hit th- directly through Dan's power sideways, and and just ripped Dan's arm off. And I was like, wow, I didn't, I didn't, I've never seen anyone do that to Dan a- anywhere. Have you felt um, a Michael Todd hit ever? I haven't, but but you know, Michael Todd rang me a month prior to. What would have been 601, where he was, of course, going to face Devon, 
and we just had a good chat. And and Michael said to me, "I'm gonna flash pin Devon. I'm 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 gonna I'm dead set gonna flash pin Devon." And mm. uh, and and I can see it the way he trained recently and the way that he looked against Dan just mucking around. I was like, "Wow, I, I could actually see him flash pinning Devon." I can see there are possibilities of him flash pinning Devon, uh, but I don't think that will happen. I don't, or, or let, let's just be clear on that. He may get him one pin or something like that, but I don't think he'd get him two on the bounce. Devon's, Devon's capabilities are massive. And Devon is also extremely strong and as versatile as anyone that's ever done it. Devon's only ever issues being that he, he, he has tended to arm wrestle off the counter a great deal. If mm-hmm. Devon didn't, if Devon didn't, uh, he'd shut the yeah. light out on a lot of people, let me tell you now. He yeah. really would. I mean, it always made me laugh after the Dennis result and people were, oh, well, that's a given and, and, and Devon would never be able to touch him full stop. It was left arm, which was Dennis's mm-hmm. better arm. Uh, right handed, I still think that's an interesting matchup. Believe me, yeah. interesting match. Mind you, know. you I, I, I love seeing on Michael, the, the last, I guess, two years, the evolution where Michael has gone from very much the under-the-table puller. There was a big season of him being legitimately under the table. And I haven't seen it. He doesn't go under the table anymore. And he's still People it's still say that he does. He, he doesn't go under the table ever now. Um, and uh, I, it's a very interesting evolution to Michael's game. I, I, I feel more and more that Michael is, like, it's him and Levan that are the true debate in my in my head. Is it an evolution, though, mate? I always feel sorry for Michael Todd in that respect because Michael never ever has garnered the respect he deserves as a complete arm wrestler. Mm. Michael Todd's a superb arm wrestler. Mm. Yeah, superb arm wrestler. Very very well rounded. If you want longevity, he's got that. Mostly driven by the fact that he's second to none in terms of will to win. Mildly nuts. Well, not mildly nuts. Quite nuts. You know, me and my, Michael's like my my crazy brother. But I'll tell you what it is: when that motherfucker spells blood in the water, he is hard to beat. Because he, everybody says, you know, I'll do this. I mean, Devon was on an interview the other day with Jordy. You know, and he says, well, and Jordy said, oh, well, you know, you guys, if you went double kings, it could end up with somebody breaking their arm and. And Devon was like, yeah, I'm all in. And we know that Devon's going to be all in. I mean, the man, just based on what he used to do for a living, uh, I don't think there'll be much that frightens Devon Larratt at an arm wrestling table. Jesus Christ. But I'll tell you what it is. Uh, nothing frightens Michael Todd there either. Mm. Believe me that. Yeah. Michael Todd doesn't give a... Quarter. Michael Todd is in. Believe me. As much as anyone. He will bust his arm. As I say, I, I know a guy... Um, that said to me, you can, t- you know, the, the fibre of the fabric is when a man's in that situation and has to back it up. Well, Michael Todd's been in that situation where he said to me the night before, yeah, this is what I'm going to do, and if my arm breaks, so be it. And that's all right saying it. He did it. Yeah, he did and it. And broke his arm. And before he left the venue, he literally was walking out with his arm in pieces. He grabbed the mic and said, but before it broke, I was in it, though. <laughs> What he said, I'm telling you, to 3,000 people in that arena. Both go. Yeah. He's a nutter. Yeah. In the in the best possible way. <clears throat> so, yeah, I, I still think that's a. When we do see it, 
And I and to draw back on one of the things that Devon said in that most recent interview, I do think that that match needs to wait for World Arm Wrestling League stage. I really, I really do. Yeah, it needs it needs the the proper production value. Big time. Uh, it's, it's big, big as time. you say. Well, where where are we going with the world in arm wrestling? With like coronavirus has put such mm-hmm. a heavy stop on everything. Well, there um, were, there, there, mate, there were so many things that have been said in this last few weeks. I mean, people keep bringing up the IFA, the WAF, and this, that, and the other. Look, make no mistake about it. That boils down to political differences between sets of people within those organisations. That's what it ultimately boils down to. Don't worry about taking sides or who you back, who you don't back. But <clears throat> to say there isn't some negative connotations on that would be, in my opinion, um, flawed. I do think there are negative connotations. Negative connotations on individual athletes, for sure. Because if you're someone like one of the Swedish ladies or one of the Russian ladies, okay, Ukraine ladies, Kazakh ladies, Turks in some cases, it's almost robbed you of the opportunity to um, have legitimacy in your world title for however long. Because, you know, I mean this with the greatest of respect, but because of they've been shown that there is a dominant force in Swedish ladies arm wrestling, there's a perception now, a misconception now within North America in some instances, that that is the only stronghold of female arm wrestling and it's a done deal. The Swedes go in, they win. That is not the case. End of. Just is not the case. There are other female strongholds. Russia is one of those. If not the most, if not the most, you know, there are other nations. Ray just mentioned one. There, there's also the Turks have some badasses. The Kazakhs have some badasses. You know, there are other countries in female arm wrestling that do. And regardless whether it's female arm wrestling, whether it's male arm wrestling, take your pick, take your class. Okay. The biggest and the most prominent evidence of that is as we just described in the ladies' classes. But if you were that girl and you want to, you know, you want to go out there and prove to yourself that you're the best in the world, God damn, that would piss you off. If suddenly your major competition had been taken away, because if you're just looking for an easy ride, you wouldn't go to the world's anyway. Any world. You know, I I don't know. I, I don't buy into the... I, I mean, I love Devon. Devon's like my brother. He's he's one of my closest friends in the sport. But I do find myself struggling to see that just the only benefit of the IFA would be a cool place to go or an enjoyable place to go. I think if you go into the World Championships, you're not going to go and have fun or cool. You're going to be the fucking man. And if you're not, you bloody well should be because it's the World Championships. Mm. You can go and have fun anywhere you want. There's loads of tournaments all over the world that you can go and have fun at. But when you get on the you get on the plane to the World Championships, the European Championships, you're going into the lion's den, and you're going for a reason. I'm not saying there's a lot of people that aren't going there to compete and to gain experience, but it's not those people that are going to be negatively impacted by it. It's the few that are going to get the gold. Can you imagine ending Jersey if that happened? My God, he'd never sleep. Mm. That endless quest, you know. Back in my day, I went to both federations. When there was a split for a year of those, I went to both federations. 
cost an arm and a, and a leg, you know, but I did it. Because you want to know. Yeah. It's about knowing. Are you the man or not? And if you're not, mm. cool, but at least you know. Uh, it's a shame when politics gets in the way of arm wrestling, in my opinion. It really is. At that level. It's a difficult... It's, it's going to be a difficult season for the sport. It's, I mean, it's a difficult season for all sports, but um, I'm certainly not no exception to that rule. Um, yeah, politics, travel restrictions. Um, we it's all it's all low level organisations. When I say low level, it's only within countries that we're only able to see events. It seems like there's there's barely any international events even possible. So it's it's like. Two years from now, we're not going to know who the hell's number one. <laughs> like, well, the I don't other, know what's going. And the other risk with all this also is attracting negative media to the sport of arm wrestling. Because you get to a situation where journalists will ring people up and say, "Okay, what are your competitions like? How has this affected competition?" And all that those people will be looking for is to try to reflect the sport badly, in that all oh, these guys don't care about. Uh, the health of the wider community, they're still pushing ahead with competition, even though it represents a significant risk. Mm. You know, So there's a lot of other considerations that people do need to make. And everybody's big enough and ugly enough to make those decisions. And <clears throat> It's a shame that that is the reality of the nature of the world, but it is. Well, we've, my, the Brisbane Club, for instance, we have been forced out of training in our formal venue under the formal name of Brisbane Heavy Hitters because for the fear of of backlash from society and mm. governments getting involved and charging. So we've all kind of gone underground and we train at each other's homes and stuff. But, yeah, you can't do anything formal. You can't do anything. So. Yeah, it's blurred lines all the time, isn't it? Because then you've got, you know, major fights taking place around the world, um, which, yes, they're, they're regulated. But... Mm. It's very difficult to avoid, avoid contact in that kind of scenario. It's just, it's just, it's a shame, massive shame that sport people who are as focused as they are within sport or any pastime like that are going to be unable to do it for however long. You know. But if we needed to sort of, anybody needed to have the severity of this thing underwritten, I think the fact that the Olympic Games was postponed slash cancelled, depending on how long it goes on, uh, is pretty, clear evidence of how serious it's been taken at a world level in, with, within governing bodies. So I feel like it's, imp- for that. I feel like it's imploding, though. I feel <clears> like it's imploding. I don't know. Is that the, do you guys get the same sentiment that it's imploding? And when I say imploding, I mean the people on the ground in the communities, the individuals, are starting to say, look, well, I think it's a load of shit, the, the, the degree in which um, the economic reaction is being enforced and all that sort of stuff. And, um, we're seeing pushback. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> like, it's very hard. Uh, to say, is it? Like, 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 right here, like we have low restrictions, but still, economy is suffering. I know a lot of people who lost their jobs at the start of this, like yeah. uh, the whole tourism industry is the, but like, we know from the stats, like there's low mortality rate. We know, usually it gets to older population, very much older population. But the problem is, and I think this is why we're still on hold, we don't know long-term effects because there have been some some people who are saying like their uh, like lung capacity has decreased or things like that. that. I think that is the only big problem. We don't know what's going to happen when you get it and, and after you get it, you know. Like uh, 
I really believe vaccine, any kind of vaccine that actually works will be the thing that puts the life back into this world. Otherwise, we just, we're going to stay afraid. Like, like if the one, like, like, uh, Sweden has done, like, no restrictions. I don't know what's now, but they said no restrictions. Everyone get herd immunity, things like that. That's cool. But, like, right here in Latvia, we have a thousand cases, so no immunity. If people come from there, come here, they bring it again, new explosion. And it keeps snowballing, keeps snowballing. It never stops. So, I really believe, like, vaccine is the thing that, uh, right now, like, that, that can help to bring some light. Well, the Russians are off, off with that already, mate, oh. aren't Yeah. Yeah. And, <clears throat> and again, they, they don't know long-term effects if that vaccine is cool or that vaccine is not cool, you know. No. So, uh, well, like you've got two choices. The sliding spectrum down, down this end, you've got coronavirus is the worst, most deadliest thing to hit, hit human history. And out this end, you've got the, the new world order is taking over and it's all a conspiracy theory and we're all being manipulated. I think I sit about here. I'm like, this side of the fence, I'm over it, to be honest. Yeah. <laughs> I'm I, think, really I, think, I think the, the biggest thing is when, and when, until it's close to home, human nature is to ignore it, you know. Um, is it serious? Yes, it's serious. Are the effects of holding on serious? Yes, they're serious. I think if we don't want to get, you know, trying to put the world to right too much and just focus on what we, we're here to do, which is talk about arm wrestling. But the implications for arm wrestling um, are significant, significant, because, you know, it, nobody loves being stood down from arm wrestling competition, and even more so not knowing when you're going to return to that. And it's a hammer blow for organisations like World Arm Wrestling League, Top eight, you know, various national championships at set Latvia. Yeah, like re- realistic, realistically, if if right. if if the economic if the economic impact continues for another year, organisations like WAL are they're at significant risk. Like they're not immune financially to just no. keep treading water forever. They'll, they'll they'll go under, like like other businesses will as well. So, and that that sends us back to individual dark ages kind of like I mean, we see Devin Devin going and hanging out with Larry Wheels like that's kind of as, as much as we're going to get individuals doing stuff that's all we'll all we'll have yeah I don't agree I don't agree I think that uh, where one falls another will come mm. you know yeah um, but maybe different what'd you maybe what'd you guys think of Larry what'd you guys see in Devin playing around with Larry what'd you see well obviously I know Larry so um Larry, in terms of explosive uh, athlete, you only have to attend one of the Giants live events, one of his strongman events, formerly one of his powerlifting events. The man is a is a, a wolf in wolf's clothing. You know, <laughs> he's a bad man. There's no doubt about it. That is a very explosive, very athletic individual who's extremely strong. And if he focused on arm wrestling, could he have success? I'm sure he could. He clearly looks extremely strong, but. I also never, ever judge, um, and this is not meant to be disrespectful to Larry in any way, I never particularly judge a great deal of the facial expressions and degree of shaking that Devin Larratt does in a training <laughs> video. Because yeah, I've seen on the table... We've, 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 yeah, all made, we've all made Devin shake. We've all made Devin shake. We have. De- Devin, <laughs> Devin, Devin is that guy where he will pull 
a thousand matches and then pull you. You know what I mean? So depending on what stage of that it is, depending on how many world record curl attempts he'd done earlier that day, is dependent on... Could Do I think that Devon could have manhandled Larry had he wanted to do? Absolutely, categorically, yes. I do. <laughs> You know. What so, did you see, right? Uh, like, the, the, what Larry needs is technique. Like, uh, technique, technique, technique. He's super strong dude. Like, the power is tremendous. And, uh, that, like, the thing that I saw, like, uh, you know when the new guy comes to the club and he really doesn't know how to arm so all he has seen is this side pressure movement and they are usually very, very strong. If their hand holds, they're super strong at this moment. And you start teaching them, they start using more back pressure, and all this goes away. <laughs> I would say he would be much more dangerous if he went inside, because he doesn't know how strong he is there. Of course, like, the risk of injury is like... Well, oh, yeah. Let's yeah. be honest. Let's be honest, yeah. Is Larry, is Larry that committed to anything outside of a few viral YouTube clips? I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. Is his but, heart yeah. with arm wrestling or is his heart with strongman? Uh, probably I would have to go down the strongman route. I think that's where, you know, and that kind of just, just strength athletics generally. I'm not sure he's as keen on arm wrestling as he may need to be to reach his potential. And it's that and only that which is the governing factor, I think, in this. How serious yeah. is Larry? Yeah. You know? my, 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 money, my money certainly hasn't changed at all. Um, I saw a few people. I saw a lot of fans of the sport saying, "Wow, I'm changing my vote to Larry now after after seeing that against Schoolboy." Yeah, and for me, uh, no. still very much no. Schoolboy. Armistice yeah. TV, <clears throat> fix and full support. Fix and full Schoolboy's support. Schoolboy's an armistice, yeah. nothing else. Yeah, yeah, oh. exactly. I'm always on the armistice side. Always. Well, he is. The man's an armistice specialist subject. Uh, you know, if we're doing the strength triathlon. And it's uh, it's it's squat, bench press, and schoolboy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, it, I, I saw a, a post. Um, I'm not entirely sure of the the name of this guy, um, but I think I gathered. I saw on Facebook that Ron Bath is having a super match with with an up and comer in his region um, coming up, and um, someone posted a video of their last. Fresh first fresh training pool. And this young guy outlasts Ron. And Ron commented on the video, yeah, but magical things happen when you say ready go all of a sudden. And it's like you can't replace the experience of a good arm wrestler. And the when the aggression arrives in those micro critical micro movements that are off the go, it just changes everything. <laughs> it just changes everything. So. That's why you're good at arm wrestling right now, Ryan. Because you yeah. never stop arm wrestling. Why I'm crap at arm wrestling right now is because I never arm wrestle anymore. It's as simple <laughs> yeah. as that. No, it's true. Yeah. I'm not yeah. joking. If you want to be good at arm wrestling, you better be arm wrestling. Yeah. I'm talking if you want to. If you've got any aspirations at world level, you can't just sit down and show up and jumpers in camp. You know, never mind me. You've got, to be, you've got to be... If you're doing it, do it. When I was good at arm wrestling, I lived it, breathed it. Yeah. You've got to do it. Yeah. yeah jo- oh, actually, I trained with Jordan Davis tonight, and he had a... a, a he was telling me a story. A new, new guy in the club 
really strong, really like just one of those those guys who turns up with all the right strengths in the right mm. places and super ambitious. And he said to Jordan, "How long till I'm as good as you?" And Jordan went, "Oh, like uh, takes like it's not a strength thing. It's you're not behind on strength. You're behind on." Experience, execution, feeling what's going on. He's like, you, he, Jordan's answer was, you've got to live and breathe and dream about arm wrestling for at least three years to, mm. to close the gap. Like, at least three years of And then continue to do so. Yeah. <laughs> as soon as the foot lifts off the pedal, you're on a bit of a downward trajectory. Like yeah. any sport. You know, if you, if you lift the foot off the gas, you start to drop. A lot of great fighters, you know, it's like the old, um, the old quote, isn't it, from the fighters where you say, you know, it's hard to get up and go running at 5am when you're wearing silk underwear. Well, at the end of the day, it is. If you're, if you get to the aspiration that you're pursuing and something mm. takes your eye off the ball and you're not as hungry anymore, you bet your ass there's somebody who's doing, you know, unless you're Michael Todd, then you're training anyway because you're obsessive compulsive and you will just train. Get up in the morning, train. He never stops. And that's why his longevity is impressive. Notice, think about that, right? Name me two guys that have had incredible longevity. Okay, I'll name you two straight off the bat and we can talk about them. Engin Terzi, Michael Todd. What have those two guys got in common? They are unbelievably obsessed. Yeah. Obsessive compulsive character set. Yeah. I mean, they made the Terminator. You really do... Obsession is the right word uh, for anyone that wants to make it to the top of, I think, any sport, but certainly arm wrestling. Mm-hmm. Um, from the outside perspective, when when someone who vaguely is interested in the sport sees the degree in which someone who is uh, on the path to elite is obsessed, they get quite amazed at it. So, yeah, the more obsessed, the better your chance, basically. Without question, yeah. And that that is a key weapon uh, in the arsenal of those two individuals. Another one whose character set is different, but maybe just again through the degree of passion and love he has for the sport, would be Devon. You're another one, to be honest, Ryan, at the moment, you're committed, mate. Very committed. Your your day is arm wrestling. Wake up, yeah. I'm doing something to do with arm wrestling, whether it's content for arm wrestling, something's leading you down that path where you are gaining more experience and nows and understanding and know-how of arm wrestling to an exceptional level. You're speaking to people about arm wrestling. You're looking at ways to further arm wrestling. You're training. You're doing things. That's invaluable. Now, I, I, I discovered something tonight, actually. Um, in, the, in, in the injury that I've had the shoulder, my side pressure, my mm-hmm. traditionally side pressure committed shoulder position um, has been taken away from me momentarily. And it, it's starting to feel better. But I was ex- I've been experimenting with elbow-driven side pressure as opposed to shoulder committed side pressure and man it's, it's a tool that I've never really utilised before and all of a sudden I'm like hang on this is a pretty badass tool elbow driven side pressure and man one thing I love is that at any time in the sport I, I could pause and say I think I know a fair bit about this sport and then I fast forward six months and I look back and go wow <laughs> I didn't know that much there's so much more mm. <laughs> I 100% agree, 100% agree with that. Yeah, couldn't agree more, mate. The other thing is with those, you've always got to make that assessment. If I could have my time over again, the assessment that I'd make there would be around longevity, particularly for naturally trained athletes. 
for people who haven't got the same um, potential recovery shortcuts that it is possible yeah. to have. Um, yeah. Make sure you don't put yourself on the scrap heap. Yeah. Well, yeah, I, I feel it in the shoulder. Like I said, I, I've, I've been, I've changed my program in the last month, um, and it's, it's, it's the shoulder is feeling better. The shoulder's gotten a lot of rests, and I've been working my hand and wrist much more exclusively. Um, mm-hmm. My effort in the gym is just as high as always. It's just protecting this. Um, so yeah, longevity is a big thing, and I, I feel that, I, and I, I feel that's why ultimately, so, so many of the longevity Based arm wrestlers are, are are outside pullers as well. I just don't know how long you can stay in a fire of inside. Um, seems to wear out quick. Yeah, the more complete you can make yourself, the better. And the more complete you can make yourself in terms of one sort of technical character set. So if you're going to be an inside puller, it's the application of that strength through all the joints, not one, not just mm. elbow. You can transition between the two fluidly. Um, the application, the speed of that, not overusing things, not trying to fight against your own alpha male thing and do something stupid when you probably shouldn't. Yeah. You know, and that's hard because most of the people that are in the sport have that little bit of aggression and bite within them. So if you piss them off, they're going to give you a slap and they're going to try and do something at the table which, you know, asserts dominance. And that can be not worth it. Yeah. You know, I got a question for you, for you guys. Okay. Do you this this little connection down here? Yeah, um, whatever that. Yeah, that one. Yeah. First, 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 uh, first five, first four years of my arm wrestling, very painful. Mm-hmm. Had to deal with it. Then five to six years, kind of phased out. Right now, I can't hurt this. I can't feel it. It doesn't ever feel stretched. There's no, no position I can put myself in, even if Lachlan is pulling through my best effort. I cannot even make a niggle happen there. Mm. Did, did you guys have that evolution with your yes. elbows? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Poor Ray's still waiting. <laughs> what, what? Do you get pain there, Ray? Yeah, yeah but that's, that's, that's the subluxation of that nerve. When I do something wrong, what I shouldn't be doing, like the nerve gets out and right on that medial epicondyle. Like, I don't, I don't feel any other pain, you know. Right now, it's fine. You know, two days ago, I had something, but, yeah, still looking for that. Here's a question for you then, Ray. <laughs> when you're doing that, do you, you, I mean, you're probably the most balanced athlete amongst us in that respect, in terms of you train for arm wrestling extensively, but you also are a bench presser. You also are a physical or personal trainer you're all you're, you know um do you think that could be something to do with it in that me and ryan were both twisted tough people that did nothing on the arm wrestle so you sort of uh condition your arm to that and only that maybe i think everything changes things a little bit you know like when you're bench pressing your arms are like pronated mm. hyperextended outside like the shoulders so it adds, it adds, everything adds. And uh, but the problem is, if I take like right now because of my left arm, I haven't yeah. bench pressed uh, for six weeks. It's worse. I feel shittier, much more shittier than before. Uh, I bench pressed Monday, and now I'm oh, I'm strong. So uh, I think it's more of a habit. But uh, mm. like whenever we're doing something where we are not supposed to do in arm wrestling, we're not supposed to do that. 
We're no. not supposed to do it for years, for decades, you know. And it's going to change our body. And uh, everyone's body is a little bit different, you know. Some will get tight knots, you know, for, for muscles. Some will have no problem at all. Some will have, like, me, nerve problems and basically nothing else. So... You know, it's 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 always changing the spectrum. And if you're that one lucky guy who has no problems, then you will be number one in the world, at least at some point. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Maintaining it, all good fun. Catches up with you at some point. If you yeah. like hanging, you just shave your hair off so there's nothing to wash. Yeah, he's like, okay. he, he gets off like he's like 90% now. Yeah. Hanging, <laughs> hanging yeah. is awesome. The man yeah. is a savage. Yeah. You've got to love him, haven't you? What an absolute savage! He loves it, doesn't he? Yeah, we're we're it's doing we're we're doing something with Engin, and you know about it, Neil. And I'm not gonna spoil yeah. it, but it sh- it should be very soon on you Voice Pharmacy channel. You should plug it. I you should, should plug give it. it. Plug. Tell people what you're gonna do. Uh, the the thing is, like, I had situation where I have new guys, juniors, come in and gym, and I'm like, uh, we're training, they're doing all the technique stuff, and I said, like, I have a homework for you. Go home over the weekend and come back and give me the name of the greatest armistice of all time. Like, there's one answer. Like, there shouldn't be no no debate, nothing. They come back, and they give me three answers. Of course, one of them is John, but it comes with Devon, Levin, Ciplenko, and I'm like, okay. I see something here. I see, I see, I see a pattern. We do a poll on Voice Pharmacy, and it's like, who's the greatest of all time, Devon or John? Just you know, to to rough some ball, some feathers, and uh, it's like sixty versus forty percent for John. And I'm like, okay, at least forty sixty percent are educated. So uh, we will do a video where we tell the story why John Brzezinski is the greatest armist of all time. Why you should understand it, why you should remember it. And uh, the idea, uh, of, of course, I'm using the best encyclopedias in the world of armistice, which is Yanis, which is Neil, and which is Engin. Like, the best three. So, I, I don't think we're going to get anything wrong. We will, do, uh, we will do justice to John and tell the story and tell exactly why he is the greatest. And also, like, after that video, I want to do about the guys that have are not active now, but been in the past, like Svetan, uh, even Engin Terzi, you know, people don't know, understand how awesome Armistar he is, how, how much he has done for the sport, how he built the sport, and uh, everyone's looking like, what's happening right here, right now, I see the video of this guy, and I, I believe he's the best, like, I never seen Ryan Lewis on TikTok, he must be the best in the world. <laughs> so, exactly. Yeah, so oh, that, that that is that is exciting. I can't wait to watch that because it, and, and I, I, Engin posted just the text opinion yeah, on that. I, I, I used I asked him. We used some script. I added some of my mm-hmm. own. We're gonna do some more, and uh, it, it's, it's it gonna when be... I read when I read that I even realized like like I've always known John as the greatest, but I even realized man, there's there's statistical facts that that I I just yeah. oh, there's much more. There's much more. Oh, I, yeah, oh, yeah. We, I I got in deep into this and uh, yeah yeah I think we like these these videos are not out. We need to get those videos out. We need to tell these stories so people come, they see, and they understand the history of the sport. That's important. Yeah, yeah when when I when I when I'm talking to a friend or someone who's a non-arm wrestler, 
people, people, when, when I start talking about John, people, people, people say, dude, you got, you got a bit of a man crush going on about John. And I, I'm like, dude, seriously, the guy is so dominant. I, I, I always say, I think John was actually the most dominant athlete in the history of sport. He might well be. Like, no, I know arm wrestling is not tennis and golf and and everything else, but I, but statistically, I think he's the most dominant athlete in the history of sport. I think there's in some other sports. There's other people that are in that conversation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, but, you know, I, Tony Bow in trials riding would be a pretty good example. You'd only have to look, you know, in motorcycle trials. He's another one that's just utterly dominant, right. and the whole sport sees him as practically invincible in terms See, of, you know. If the plane doesn't crash and the mugger makes the event, he's probably going to win. It's literally yeah. like that. Yeah. You know? I, I, I made a comparison and that I'm going to do in a video with, uh, like, uh, imagine, like, like, uh, Engin made it, uh, sound better. Like, for 20 years he dominated his class. For, uh, sorry, for 30 years he dominated his class. For 20 years he dominated even super heavyweights. So imagine that would be like UFC fighter, like uh, light heavyweight champion, beats everyone, like constantly beats everyone in his class, and constantly beats everyone who's a super heavyweight champion. You know, and and, and just comes back and forth, back and forth for 20, 30 years. Did you see the show that I did with Engen the other day? I, I started watching it, uh, I think I got first 10 minutes. We were, we were talking about specifically this, you know, he was saying that the best, best five of all time, you know, is super heavyweights. And I said, look, for me, it's as simple as this, and this will extend into what we do with, with, with the, the Rolls Royce. Basically, you've got a situation with John Brazink where the fact that the man is in the conversation for the greatest super heavyweight in history yeah. is kind of ridiculous. Because for the yeah. vast majority of the man's career, he was able to compete at 85 kilos, 187 pounds, 90 kilos, 198 pounds, 209, whatever you want to say. If you chart his history, the vast majority of his career was in those brackets. If you want to stretch it to 225, 225. But it wasn't tough for him to make that. And yet, he was able to defeat anyone of any weight at any time over a 20 to 30 year uh, career span. Yeah. That in itself is remarkable. You almost forget the fact that, wait a minute, we're talking about a guy who's really a light heavyweight. You know, he's not by no means, he's not even a heavyweight, you know, yeah. ne- ne- never mind super heavyweight. I, I that video, when it does come out, guys, will serve so well because uh, one example that, that I experienced that I could not believe WAL 504, um, John and I were walking from the hotel down to the venue and, uh, it was three hours before the kickoff or whatever. And there was a bunch of people lined up outside the venue to, um, to get in, uh, and, and watch the sport. And as, as we were walking up, a bunch of people asked for, for photos and they were asking for photos of me and I'm like, hang on. And, and, and I'm like, this guy, you know what a photo would be? Literally this guy. But there were people, there were new fans, brand new fans for the yeah. sport that knew me and didn't know John. And I'm like, hang on, how, how can you not know this guy? Ima- right? Imagine how pissed uh, Engen is. Imagine. Engen is so angry about all of this. He's like, oh, oh my God. If Engen had been there, Engen would have cooked off and beat the <laughs> out of everybody in the Exactly, exactly. Yeah. John, 
like John at the time was pleased. He's like, "Oh, it's nice to not have to be in the photos for once." But, but I, I couldn't believe it. I was I was gobsmacked. But I just experienced that. I was like, "What the hell just happened?" That someone was asking for my photos and 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 didn't know that the man standing next to me was the greatest artist of all time. It was it was phenomenal. Uh, yeah, yeah, I got to share the other, another funny story. When I, I when John and I went, John likes to play a bit of poker. John took me to a poker tournament, and legit. Um, it's a random seating. There's like 110 people competing, and we got randomly seated at the same table. John was seated first. Uh, he was sitting next to this woman, and I came in on the other side of the table, and I was wearing a T-shirt that said, I'd rather be arm wrestling. And as I sat down, the woman that was sitting next to John looked, looked at my T-shirt, looked back at John, and goes, says to John, you got all right arms. You reckon you can beat him <laughs> in an arm wrestling? <laughs> Yeah, would be like, uh, yeah, I got a chance. I've been known to do a little bit of arm wrestling. Yeah. <laughs> John got eliminated from the tournament before I did, and when he left the table, I said, the woman was still there, I'm like, hey, 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 you know that guy that was sitting next to you? Well, Google John Brzezink when you get home. He's kind of the greatest arm wrestler of all time, so yeah, yeah, he's got me covered. <laughs> you know what, what used to always make me smile about John? Um, it was hard for people to grasp the level that he did uh, reach. Mm. I always remember at one time, you know, now and again, you'll see a guy come into the sport and that person is a phenom. Just ridiculous. Explodes onto the scene, kind of like Dennis did back in the day and others have done a little bit. And they'll have a period, Levan would be the same, he's coming and he's got that period of wow factor. Back in the day, I think before either of your time, but you can correct me if I'm wrong, Engin would remember him, a guy came into the World Arm Wrestling Federation called Dima Kotcheff. And Dima Kotcheff came to the, the WF Championships and just decimated everyone in the class. And he won with, you know, consummate ease. I mean, it was ridiculous. It wasn't a match. The guys who you knew were established, rock-solid arm wrestlers, really, really good pedigree Pull with anyone and they'd be in a match. This guy ran through them like a chainsaw through dog shit. He just absolutely decimated them. Didn't never, facial expression never changed, just ran them over. So, at that time, I'm sharing a room with John, kept him up all night snoring, he'll tell you all about it, but that's that. Had a bit of a cold, it was piss funny. He woke up, it looked like death on a stick because I'd been snoring all night, I was rough as hell. But anyway. He's been set up in a PAL Vendetta match to pull Dima Kotya. And um, they pull the match. And I'm speaking to people, Eastern Europeans, who were in the venue that day. And uh, it was the first time I'd been at one of those events with John where there was a genuine, ooh, this dude could beat John. Mm-hmm. This guy's, you know, real. John made that man look like a Baby. I mean, he beat him. You'd need to see. It was a joke. And after mm-hmm. the tournament, they're on the practice table. Dima comes over. He wants to pull again a little bit. Just to, you know, when, and, and John yeah. gave him everything. It's like, yeah, just whatever. And I'll never forget the look on his face. <laughs> Dima's face was like, what the f- yeah. How? Uh, how is that? How can he do that? Yeah. John just could just crush his hand into submission and just just literally, oof, 
like a joke. And it's at that point when you see things like that, and, and I'm, that's just it, an example. An example. I've seen him do that so many times. Some friggin' monster who is seemingly unstoppable, and then John puts the brakes on him. He can be on a bad day, but God forbid he shows up on a good day. <laughs> when he's on a good day, oh. and those oh, words, yeah. it's that kind of thing that'll that you, you never forget. You see him do things like that repeatedly over so many years. Yeah, what a weirdo. <laughs> <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, we are at the hour mark in uh, what's become a bit of a special episode of The Fix. I want to say a massive thank you to our resident guests, part of The Fix, with me here. First of all, Raymond's Life Pins. Mate, tell these mother fluffers where they can see more of your stuff. Rolls Royce of Armour's Link. <laughs> Get yourself over to the Rolls Royce of Armour's Link. Drop, drop it in the c- c- comment section right now. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, the other well, the other part of uh, our residency here would be the very sexy ooh, yeah. Blue Bowen he's just had the hair cut look at that that's look. the one yeah. so I got a haircut I need it it looks like you've got a bit of bed hair going on mate it's the thing though that isn't it it's, it's like what is this after midnight here or something it's, it's pretty yeah. crazy comedy but, but yeah, yeah Ryan Bowen Ryan Blue Bowen <laughs> on YouTube longest but Ryan Bowen on the, and remember, if you like what you see here on The Fix... Oh, actually, before I close this thing down, just a little message for the people who do come onto The Fix regularly or onto Supernatural Strength regularly. Apart from the usual like, share and subscribe, mother fluffers, plea, which we do want you to do, hit the notifications bell and all the other things like that. I also just wanted to say, my computer is... T- Therefore, we can't edit at all. We're having to just do this on the phone and ping it out there. So it's going to be raw. There's not going to be any intros. There's not going to be any editing. What you see is what you get. And I hope you like it, guys. If you do, please like, share, subscribe. And we will see you again very soon back here on The Fix. Till that time, take it easy, peeps. 